You are matching. I feel like I should change my shirt, or you should. One of us should. Why? I just feel like we're in uniform, like we're about to start. I'm just kidding. That's I don't right. care. I mean, I don't really care. If I'm just we kidding. do, I mean, I mean, that's just how we roll. <laughs> I, I mean, I just thought. Okay. So well, yeah, um, we just we just got back from Nashville. Um, I went down to Florida for two weeks to tour. I pretty much kind of toured through Florida and visit family. Do you play the medalist? Uh, no, not this time. My brother wasn't there. I can't play without him. Um, God, I'm so jealous. Every time you send me that, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, torture that's, me. That's fun. But we, uh, so yeah, we we um, we did that. So we played a couple shows down in Florida. Yeah, I then, lived down there, so we did some stuff. It was fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. We're at Miami. Miami. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. never Bond been. Plays sax. Okay, dope. Uh, yeah, and uh, withdrew. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got his own projects. He's um. Doing a lot. He's also like ho- like really doing a lot for the scene in Miami. You know, the, a lot. There's been a lot of gentrification. A lot of people buying out big properties that include a lot of jazz clubs. Because yeah. usually the jazz clubs are in the part of town. You know, they're, they're like a little gem in a part of town that may not right. be gem worthy. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. People, yeah, buy I mean, the property cheap. I, there's a lot of people moving there, like celebrity wise and uh, businesses. That's always been the case. Yeah. yeah. So, but the people just like real, like real estate people, but well, real estate corporations and oh. and, um, and uh, uh, um, hedge funds and stuff like that will come buy in up huge swaths of land and yeah, condos and businesses and Whole Foods, you know, stuff like that. So, hey, uh, have you been able to like play much over the past year? I mean, when, when did it start kind of picking back up for you, or has it? Oddly enough, it kind of never really shut down in Miami in a weird way. Oh, okay, like it, it did. But it didn't. There was always underground things happening. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Which is why a lot of cats came from up north, like from New York, and now there's a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. All the cats are coming and just hanging because there's gigs. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, you said you were in Nashville for a wedding. Did you did you gig over there too? No. Um. I mean, if you count at the wedding, well, you just played just played one tune for fun. I had a I played keyboard bass on a small little. A Kai MPK mini and okay, the guy who was getting married is a um, a trumpet player, but young young cat who I've um, he's like family to both of us, yeah, like a little brother. So we we went out there and he's a killing trumpet player. He goes to Peabody. Um, Wow! And so you you know he had his sax. He had he had you got to do something. Of course, you know. So (laughs) I mean, but you know, after the two weeks, then you know we were down in down there for two weeks and then I drive up to Tampa I'm music directing for a show for a dancer it's kind of a swing swing dance but like a stage show called a tribute to swing and so music director for that so I had a meeting in Tampa Clearwater on the way back up and then I I brought Logan with me my little one and she uh (laughs) so I mean we roll we roll heavy in the streets together so that was cool so yeah she came to all that then I had a marketing photo shoot video shoot the next day and then had to bolt straight up that same night six hours Back here, I was home Monday, Tuesday. You flew in Wednesday to Atlanta, picked him up from the airport, drove straight to Nashville for a wedding rehearsal. I was officiating the wedding, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay, I gotcha. Was the best okay. man. So he was the best man. So are, I, yeah, I I did one of those uh, a year year or so ago where I was I didn't I didn't uh, I wasn't the minister, but I was heavily involved in the bridal party process. process yeah, yeah so. ended up turning into wedding planner too for the reception. So yeah. Oh, anyway, and it was in the middle of nowhere, so you know we get there, do the reception, you know, do the thing, do the dinner, then an hour back to Nashville where we're staying because I was not staying in the town in which <laughs> no, none of us were. 
So we I just went to... to a wedding in Athens, Texas, and if you probably have never heard of Athens, Texas. Neither have I, and I'm from Texas. It's one of those <laughs> situations, you know what All I'm right. saying? So uh, way out there in the sticks. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so then we got back to Nashville, just in time to go to sleep, wake up, and do it again, and go back for the wedding itself. Yeah. And then today so, we, um, we met with some good friends who are musicians. We met with some, I mean, last night we saw one play. Then today we met this morning, went to the Pearl Factory, went to the Innovative Factory. Oh, dope. Um, anytime we're in Nashville, we just we like to stop by and yeah. kind of see what's new, what's going on, what's coming down the pike. Did you see Henry? Uh, I did see, I saw Henry yesterday. I stopped okay. by yesterday and then I also stopped by today. Okay, gotcha. Kind of chop it yeah. up. But t- Fridays are rough. You know, I mean, the, 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 you want you know, talk about anxiety. These companies have good problems, but the orders are coming in, but shipping is messed up because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, you have to jettison a lot of faculty. I think Innovative was saying they went from 40, some 40 odd people between front and back, you know, back in the warehouse and making that they make everything on site. Yeah. So they had, but they had to let some people go. So there was a let, they went down to 11 people over COVID. Dude, Henry was doing, he did my, he took my order. He, he put together my order, <coughs> shipped my order. Yep. And then told me my order was shipped. Like he was doing, all everything yeah and yeah but you know hey that's why i love innovative because even then they still when i get there make me feel like they have nothing else going on of course yeah and that's um that to me is they definitely rolled out the red carpet yeah so that's pretty (laughs) huge you know yeah yeah i mean we're signing some some big names too and um i think i think the future is bright for uh, i love being affiliated with them i really do i love playing their stuff and um like henry like they were the only ones that gave me the time of day when I was looking to, you know, be a part of somebody, something like that. And, and see, they always will, even if the answer is no. Right. They yeah. still will give you the time, and that's, that's heavy, because I think my answer was no at first. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and is it person in your situation where you got, like, a signature mount and you had one before, um, it's, uh, it's definitely, that's, that's even more so important, I think. And it, when I had Henry on, like, he seemed... I knew I know he had a lot going on, yet he still made time, you know, to exactly. come on with my do my thing, and I exactly. really appreciated that. So, yeah, shout sure. out to Henry Go, but um, yeah, needless yeah, but to, it's, needless to say, we're you know tired. I was about to say you guys haven't had much going on, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know what else, man? Is like playing for you know a couple shows, a couple hours, and with to see some of these heavy hitters and just having a good time, like my. Chops are like giving out, man, which is another form of anxiety. Really? I'm like, why can't I do that? Yeah, I haven't played for long, several hours at, at live performance energy. Yeah. You know, in a, in a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I by mean, the last I, show, I was just exhausted. <laughs> just exhausted. My hands I'm were sh- done. I had, to, I, had to, I had to revert to three pointers instead of driving the lane. Jeez, you know, like, man. I'd, uh, it was like, all right, chords it is. Yeah. You know, slow <laughs> melodies, you know, open up, less notes. Which is well, important anyway. But do you, do you think that'll come back relatively quickly? That stamina. Uh, yeah, I think it has to do with a couple things too. It's just, it was, I was just tired. I was physically tired anyway. Yeah, you know. So I think well, it had to do with a few things, late night gigs. That you know. So it's you know moving my own equipment. <laughs> you know, who would have thought? Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, but he only has to carry a sax, so whatever. Know. You know, this guy. No, not for his stuff. <laughs> you got to help him load it. Yeah. Life. But yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't tra- I wouldn't trade it, you know. Of course but, not. Oh, man. You know, no, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with also just realizing that, you know, the growth brings me better ideas, but less 
chops. I got to get on Warren Wolf's level, man. I got to start lifting trucks in the backyard and stuff. I mean, why not? Just do strongman on the side, and then you'll That's be it. fine. <laughs> That's it. The um, yeah, I, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to do this series, and um, I just, you know, I didn't say anything on Instagram, and you saw my post on Facebook, but um, I, I really wanted to do this to just get some perspective on what musicians deal with mentally, because I think we all. I think we our minds work a certain way in which it uh, can vary. I've, I've met musicians who don't worry about a thing in the world, and like they live their life. And I'm, I was mentioning this on the last episode. I'm almost envious of that because it's, uh, you know, it's like people just make decisions and just go with it and not even think about it. And so, um, but you mentioned you mentioned um, you know you guys you're, you two have conversations. I think that's what you mentioned, but. Um, but you mentioned you also mentioned ADD. So yeah, that's that's something I think doesn't get lumped into mental illness at all. Usually, when you think about mental illness, you're thinking depression, anxiety, mm. you know, some sort of schizophrenia, things like that. Right. But for me, my issue has always been <clears throat> has always been, uh, yeah, my attention span, essentially. Um, mm. But not in the way people would think. I think when people think of ADD, they think someone who's like, oh, sorry, you know, and then you're just gone or squirrel. Right. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's kind of like the stereotypical thing, but. For me, it was less about that. I could get focused, but if you transition me out of that focus, I'm not getting back on that task. I see. You know, so like we could be on this, um, and but I, I think I think really what it is is I'm there's there's two forms that it kind of there's a couple ways it manifests for me. Number one, if I get into something and I'm in it, like I'm writing music, and I'm I'm not finished with the thing, and somebody needs me to do something else, I'm like, I, can I please just wait until it's done? And if I go do something else, it's nearly impossible for me to get back mm. onto it. Yeah. And then the other way, and that's probably because of the second thing, which is the fact that I'm I feel like I'm always taking in a ton of information. Ah. Like I'm always just <clears throat> like the fly hits the wall, and I'm like, you know, and something's happening, and <clears throat> you know, Logan's over there, and. You know, she's moving and I'm kind of, you know, and I see that and I see the stick bag over there about to fall off my station case. And are you when you when you sit down in a restaurant, are you you're noticing everything you're thinking about where the exit is, where the where the yeah. you know, what, what when, I how long the way, I notice conversations. Yeah. I shouldn't you know that I see yeah. things that, that, you know, it's and it's not intentional. It's not like I'm trying to eavesdrop on not. things. I just I just pick up on way too much. Like it's hard for me to narrow my focus. Yeah. So until, you know. Um, and, and the other thing is just starting new tasks. I get, I get a tremendous amount of, I don't know if anxiety is, anxiety is not really the word, but like I, I get almost analysis by paralysis. I get just kind of frozen. Yeah. So like tonight, for example, we got back from a trip. I have to set all my stuff up. I have to clean it up tonight. I have to unpack tonight. I have to do all of that stuff, no matter how exhausted I am. Otherwise, it's not getting done for mm. a long time until I'm in the mode where I know I can finish it again. So. So if I don't set up my vibraphone, which was already set up, fortunately, you know, but mm. when I got back from Florida, it was the first thing I did that same night. Yeah. I didn't wait until like the next, I'll do it tomorrow. <clears throat> my wife can do that. She can be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Like she could do half of it and do the other half tomorrow. I can't do that. You know, if I start a cleaning project or any project, I have it's to finish be done. it that night. You got to finish it. I won't yeah. sleep. Otherwise I won't start it. So it was always like, why don't you just do a little bit today and a little bit? Time? I can't do that. I don't have that capability. Do you, do you, deal, started, with, do you deal with the same thing, Claudins? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I didn't know. Yeah. That. Definitely. Yeah. yeah definitely. Well, he was that. nodding. He was nodding pretty aggressively. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, but for sure. Yeah. I. Uh, 
I think I, I think I'm on high alert in social situations. Um, if we're ta- if we're using the restaurant analogy still, but I think that's a result of my anxiety in general. Uh, I don't know if it's like a social anxiety. I guess that's the definition of. But you know, you're always just thinking about you know maybe a little excessively like what could go wrong. Where's the ex? You know, it's just it's it's excessive. I think is uh, the term overthinking is what I've been using quite often recently. But uh, yeah, you know, I I don't there's not a ton of ADD conversations going, especially when it comes to like uh, people just think you pop a, what is it? Ritalin, you know, and like, yeah, or yeah. And you're good. But in reality there, there's, I mean, we can have a whole pharmaceutical discussion. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. The Adderall helps, (laughs) you know I mean? The medicine helps. And it's funny because people will treat, you got a stomach ache, go to the doctor, you get a medicine. Like they're not like, let's talk your way through it. Will yourself out of it. Right. You know, like, all you got to do is exercise more and your stomach will never hurt again. You know, mm. like if you have a chronic thing that's misfiring in your stomach, like my daughter has an, you know, an, I, an IBD. And so it's like, they're not just like, well, it's all about what you eat, which it's partial. Yeah. That helps. I mean, it helps everything. It, it helps the medicine be more effective. It helps your body heal itself. Um, it, you know, all those things help. But when you have something chronic, what, and we can go all the way back into, well, it's because of the soil and the soil. But, you know, we're living in the court of reality, not in the court of, well, if only. Mm. So you know, when you have all of these types of things, it's like we treat it and there's yeah. no stigma or little stigma behind it. There's not, you know, the stigma behind it is fringe. You know what I mean? Like it, you're not, only there's a fringe people who will be like, oh, well, I can't believe you're taking this medicine. You should just think more positive, watch better movies and exercise and eat raw or something. Mm. But see, the thing is like for my daughter's disease, for example, eating raw is worse because it's hard to digest. That stuff doesn't digest. It's whole, so it just sits there and, and, and when you have a narrowed, narrow tubes going down through your stomach and your large and small intestine, it pretty much is like just pretty much just scraping all the way down already inflamed yep. stomach. It's very painful. So we thought like, oh, whole grains and this and that and this and that. But my point is that, yes, diet, exercise, all this stuff helps. But at the end of the day, you treat it and that's fine. Yep. And everyone's okay with that. But when it comes to some of these, you know, mental, anything that has to do with the brain, it's just like, no, 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 you have to think more positive or you just breathe better air it's, or drink more I, water. I can't, or, I can't stand it, to be honest no, with you. I can't stand that. Yeah. I, 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 I have no idea, and I think people can tell in the passion behind my voice, I have no idea how people will just sort of like flip the switch be like, you know what? This situation, I just need to look at the bright side, and then sunshine and rainbows come out of my ass, and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> awesome!" And I'm jumping over the moon, and it's like, "No, dude, you, if you understood what crippling anxiety was and what I deal with, you wouldn't be saying that to me, right?" I mean, like in the and, and it's hard to understand that, by the way, because I don't, I, I don't exactly. have anxiety. I, I barely have anxiety when things are terrible and crumbling around me. Like I'm like, "Huh, interesting. Let's figure it out." See, like, I am I'm no, fine. I, I've never not felt it. If yeah, that I makes sense. I, but I've never that. felt it. I resonate with that. With yeah. The feeling it? Yeah. I, like, I have, well, I have performance anxiety, but mm-hmm. I also kind of deal with the situation of, like, just overwhelmingly thinking, and, mm-hmm. like, my heart just starts to beat extremely fast. Me too. Fast, and I Me have too. to just figure out a way to slow it down. But I also, um, something that a lot of people, you know, maybe in, in, in my culture are not common to or, or it's not popular, but, right. you know, I actually was like, you know, go see a therapist yeah. that's mm-hmm. going to help you and mm-hmm. know how to make you better handle this situation. So right. even, I mean, I play an instrument that, uh, uh, like, I have to breathe a certain way. I have to know how to breathe. And it's like, 
you think you do this thing to, you know, service this instrument and make it sound good. But what about yourself? Mm. You know, just the whole idea of getting oxygen to your brain, the whole thing of just making that happen in that moment of anxiety. You have no idea how much that helps if you know exactly what to do and right. how tools, to treat yeah. it in that moment. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Tools. You know, yeah. So I've dealt with that uh, same thing that you're talking about. I was explaining to Drew on the on the ride over. I, I had a whole breakdown. You know, this week I, I can, lost it. <laughs> I, I was about to say I had one last week. So, yeah. yeah. You know, and as musicians, we have so many things we have to do. Yeah. Like we we are we are businessmen. We are men and women. We are mm. marketing people. We are social media influencers. We are <laughs> practicing our <laughs> instrument. We're yeah. parents. We're husbands. We're, we're everything. And it's like mm. all these things are coming at once. And if you don't learn how to manage these things and, you know, when you start thinking on them as musicians, mm. this is what we do. So our minds never stop. Never, never and stop. You know, if you don't learn to just go. Yeah, right, this needs to wait <laughs> like this needs to wait or I need to stop this particular yeah. thing at the moment. You know, it can get difficult, you know, and especially when you start thinking way down the road, you know, like. <sighs> Too far in the future, but also too far in the past, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, you, yeah, you know what and I'm I, saying. It's that scarcity mindset, too. You know, that competition that you can easily fall into, especially if you went to certain schools or had certain teachers that can just be like, am I good enough? And that's just the, the imposter syndrome yes. sets in. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I, I say exercising, eating right, uh, practicing uh, certain tools, mentally you know applying certain tools knowing what to apply helps you know i'm not saying it helps the medicine be more effective Mm. you know so i think there's also the other flip side i think there's two other flip sides i think there's one dangerous one you know because in this world of social media it's either like this is evil this is good you know and that's not really the case no I, i i don't think i think medicine is necessary i think everybody has different stuff i think the the brain is an art it's not a science you know, it's not like, oh, this one thing fixes this one thing. I mean, there's this massive gradients of anxiety and massive gradients of depression and massive gradients of ADD and autism. And to sit here and say, like, well, this is the thing that'll help. No, you know, there, there might be a thing that helps a little bit. But then also exercising is huge help. For me, if I get to work out or I get, I get sun and I'm outside and I get to run it out, I'm much more conducive. I'm much more happy just because those you know, those things that are released in your brain that help do that. And it makes the medicine more effective. I can even be more effective. If I eat right and I'm healthy, my breathing is better and yeah. my um, my energy level is up just by natural, which means that I can be more, you know, more vibrant and passionate in everyday life. And then the medicine is also more effective. Yeah. Um, you know, if I get better sleep, the same thing. Yeah. So it's it's not like it's... it's and I think the uh, the danger, though, I think with the younger generation especially is like, Social media, like anxiety, is cool. I'm sorry. It's 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 no. I'm saying it's cool to be to have issues. Oh, uh, this yeah, is what yeah, I'm telling yeah, you. Like yeah, I don't mean yeah, like yeah. it's. I don't think it's cool. No, but I, I get mean, what you're saying. Yeah, like if you're a kid <laughs> and you're looking at it, and I'm, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's not cool to be okay. You know, today's a good day. Yeah. You know, I, there were some bad things and there were some good things. Today is fine. You, you have to be like to get the attention, to get those clicks, to get that dopamine hit you gotta be like today's the struggle the struggle is real today guys today i'm just not having it oh my god what's wrong oh my god we love you we love you we miss you and so sometimes so you have that i feel like it either floats between 
that this whole like my life is miserable but i'm i'm struggling so versus like the other end of the spectrum which is like you know what's up guys fiji on a tuesday yeah exactly. you know what i mean like yeah. so it's, there's no in between there's no regularity there's no normalcy good days bad days you know it's just like my identity is miserable and that's just what it is my you know um there's no perspective and then the other thing is like sometimes sometimes what i and obviously this is not a blanket statement right but i think that there are there is a a there is a portion of people younger people perhaps who think they have anxiety but they're just busy mm. they just have a lot of stuff going on yeah <laughs> you know you don't you don't have anxiety disorder you just have a lot of stuff going on exams are coming up you know your parents are on your case things are happening you got college coming through like yeah that's a reason to be anxious but the that's anxiety that <clears throat> can be used as fuel to you know as energy like like we're meant to be nervous or anxious when big things happen because biologically we have fight or flight like you know i mean i'm oversimplification but i just mean like there's a certain level of that anxiety that's meant to return to energy to either fight for our life yeah or yeah. the problem is the anxiety disorder comes in when and I, there was a documentary i saw on this and it was called paper tigers it's where the it's where like children who are abused or have a lot of trauma um that fight or flight instinct jacks up as soon as there's any sort of conflict. It right, jacks yeah. up as soon as there's any sort of like, I have a lot going on. And then everybody's, then they just, they can't tell the difference. And this is what they say. They can't tell the difference between a real tiger and a paper tiger. They don't know the difference between oh, a real I issue see. and I a non-real issue. I'm going to watch that. That's Yeah, I saw it as like a premiere at the Norton, actually. Mm -hmm. There's a whole panel discussion on it on ch children of... And this was children of intense trauma, you know, children who grew up with gunshots in the background, children course, who grew up yeah. running, children who grew up hiding, children who grew up, like, ready for anything. Right. So now you have people who love you, and you're just like this all the time. You know, right. everything is, whether it's physical reaction or, or an emotional or mental one, that's the way you are. So, you know, that's where the issues come in. But in some cases, I feel like it, and I've listened to these conversations amongst students. I've been in high school and for since I was I was in high school and then I taught high school and I have not stopped. So I've always been <laughs> in these high schools listening to these conversations and it's kind of gone into this whole like almost like every this this is the hot topic. Everything's bad. Like there's just this sort of negativity about this nihilism to kids who are just like, whatever, it just doesn't matter. And you know Yeah. Just, well yeah. modern hip hop is turning into the well not hip hop. I don't know what it's, it's, like, know. it's, it's like it's like emo rap. It's right. weird. Right. I, I don't really fully understand it. There was like it's like a lot of it's a lot of negativity, I will say that. I mean, look, if it if a kid cuz I don't really think I don't really think I had known I had an anxiety disorder until my adult life. So, who knows what's brewing for some and who knows what's going to happen to trigger something for some kid. And uh I mean, there's there there's some there's some you mentioned like there's like a natural anxiety I think we can use as fuel. I agree with that. I think where the disorder comes in is where you're not able to put yourself on that pedestal above everything and look down and see what you can use. I think you're, I think you're buried and like you're trying to reach out. It's a pile. Yeah, it's and a, like I said, yeah. I can't, I can't relate to that. My yeah, wife has yeah. anxiety disorder. My daughter, um, my older one. I mean, I think. Okay. But um, but you know, I think um, I I but I my fa I have family with it, so. But sometimes when they're dealing with it, I'm sort of like, I've had to ask therapists for like, okay, so what do, just tell me what I need to do because it has to be mechanic because I can't relate. I'm right. trying to have empathy, but I don't know what this, 
feeling feels like. I don't have it. And that's yeah. not a, you know, it's, but it almost feels like in some cases, like, you know, well, you're, you're, le- everybody has it. You don't, are you trying to brag about it? I'm not trying to brag about it. I'm just being honest. Like, I don't, mm. yeah. but I also think there's, a, there's a level of practice. So it's like being in music, like, my, my wife will say to me, she'll say, oh, well, I just don't see everything rosy like you. I just wasn't born seeing the bright side. And you kind of mentioned that. And it's like, well, I wasn't, I don't think anyone's, I mean, maybe there's a rare person who's born like that. But for me, it's been a practice. It's been mm. a daily practice of, boom, bad thing hap- bad stimuli happens, reframe it. Mm. You know, and like, how can I reframe this? What can I do? Okay, bad thing, ha- you know, emotional bomb hits. It's like, fine, breathe it in, accept it, go through it. I'm not saying avoid it or be like, oh, forget it, push the feeling down. No, this is bad, and I'm worried about whatever it is. The the car broke down, the this thing, the that thing, the, all the things happening at once, which is usually how it happens. I feel it. I mourn it. I sit there, mm-hmm. and then when I give myself the time, and then I say, okay, what can I do? How, how do can we get what, up? What what are the yeah. what are the challenges? What's the fir- what's the one thing that if I focused on now would make everything easier? What's the one thing? What's the thing I can do? Okay, I can do this. Okay, and, that, and then, I, then I literally flip. The way I get out of that funk is one of, I have a couple mechanisms, but number one, I start calling people and giving them compliments and trying to make them feel better. That's, that's this tool of mine. I'm not saying that works for everybody, but like, so I'll randomly go through my phone and I'll be like, you know what? She's a great mother. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever told her that. Call her and be like, man, I just want to let you know, like you're, you're just inspir- inspiring as a mother, the way you handle your corporate business, so great. I just want to let you know your kids are amazing. They'll be like, oh, and then that makes me feel good because service at its core is what we're built to do. Like, it always makes us feel better. Right. So the other thing I'll do is I'll take stock of every blessing that I have. Yeah. But that's done in the good times, too. Like, I do that right now. I come home and I'm, I look at my kid and I'm just like, man, I'm just thankful for her. Like, she's just so cool. And I look at him like, man, you know, I could turn on hot water or cold water and it's clean. If I drink from it, I'm not dying tomorrow. Like, those are things I think about all the time. Yeah. I try to vibrate on that place of gratitude. And sometimes I'm not in the mood to, you know, sometimes I'm just, and on those moments, I just, if I can't even bring myself to do that, I feel it and I let myself feel it. But there's always the understanding that this will pass. I never think like, I'm, this is going to be it. You know, my, and I've had some pretty huge life bombs, deaths, um, you know, people have left me, you know, you know what I mean? People who yeah. were committed have left, you know, th- things have happened. So it's not like um, my, you know, so it's like, I think, I feel like there's, again, I feel like there's needs to be more of a discussion about what are the ways to know if it's what we're talking about right now what you said like how do you feel if it's a disorder versus just life life yeah yeah. and building the tools and even if it is a disorder it's not always that disorder can can like if the anxiety is rising to get to this disorder point and i don't know if this how it works i'm just using this as a visual is there a way that there are tools that can that can tamper it down before it gets to this point that that's the thing right and Claus, I'm sure you can rem- can relate is where you know what triggers that severity of it. And like for me recently, and I've mentioned this on the past two episodes, but recently the, the, what it was, it was a potential life change that was going to be pretty significant. And I remember, I remember that when I, that whole time period, especially uh, right before I went to Vegas to go to grad school, um, it was a mixture of excitement and then like this dire kind of like, oh my God, I'm going to be 1,400 miles away from everybody I know. I'm going to be by myself. And you know, you think about all that can go wrong, right? And you're not focusing on the fact 
like I I didn't have an ability to look at the fact that I am going to get a master's degree in music and something that I love to do. And I get to go play drums and work on playing my craft. I wasn't thinking about that for the first six to eight weeks I was there. I was thinking about like, I'm miserable. I have so much anxiety. I'm not, I hate it here. I just, I shouldn't have come here. And you're like, and then you get out of it, you snap out of it. And then you're all of a sudden, you're so thankful for your situation. But when you're in it, do you realize it'll be over? Or do you think it's a real feeling? Is it, does it feel like, is it a real feeling or is it like the alien side of you talking for lack of a better term? Like, is it Um, this? Do you, and do you recognize that, or is it something that is just like this? In that moment, does it feel like no life is terrible and I need to move? Do you make decisions when you're in that, or do you know no. like okay, I need to give it eight weeks or I need to give it twelve weeks? I, I've given, I've learned at this point to not make decisions in that state, and uh, but the then it gets to a point of like where um, uh, it gets so exhausting mentally that you just you just fall asleep, you pass out, like you just. You'll be sitting down, and you'll be like, oh, God, uh, gone. And then, like, you wake up an hour later, and you're like, what the, he- what the hell, you know? I just said, we got to protect this guy. Exactly. Yeah. Put, him, put him out. I, hit, the, hit him with I the train. That. I know yeah. that. You know that, that feeling. feeling? I know. Um, I, I tell Drew, I'm tired all the time. Mm. Like, that happens. And in, in, so I, I feel what you're, what you're talking about, too. Mm. Uh, mine doesn't necessarily last as long because I simply don't allow it to. Yeah. Well, I've I've definitely lost. Doesn't have that. I've lost a lot of battles. I've lost a lot of battles. You know what I'm saying? And I'm willing to admit that. Do you do you not allow it to, or do you just work through it? Is it still happening while you're getting up and moving forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm and I'm doing a lot of like what you're talking about. Like you later on feel so grateful and happy. Mm. A lot of stuff is like sometimes all of the all of the anxiety is in here. Mm. It's all in here. It's you telling yourself things. Right. And that's what it is. So sometimes getting things out of your actual mouth or at least saying things, because it's not enough for me. Like when I get in that state where I'm just tired, where I just feel it because I, there's just way too much. I'm thinking too much. Oh, this thing is happening. Oh, that band that I hired for this thing is, in, mm. is oh, I haven't gotten the money for that yet. It's like, but see, that stuff to me is just know, like busy and life problems. It's busy and life problems for some people. But mm. when it becomes it depends on everyone's built different. So how you can no, handle it. No, no, I know. I'm just giving the other perspective. And I know that if people hear this and they listen to it, they're go- somebody will hear it and grab onto it and be like, you know, you're so insensitive. You're, so insensitive. <laughs> you're just thinking about how you feel like but that. Here's but the, the thing. truth is, like, I'm just saying this because this is my reality. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't understand it. So, and, I, and I want to understand it better. But I do think, for a fact, that I think that there are people who will throw in anxiety disorder for being busy. No, yeah, you know? of course. I mean, self-diagnosis is a thing that people do all the time, too. They'll mm. just be like, and that, oh, yeah, I have anxiety. That's Because that's, that's, that's a hip thing to say, apparently. Right, yeah. But, no, like, if you have, you know, if you have it and you know you have it, you know you got it. It's like and, a freaking NASCAR race, dude. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a, it's, a, it's a loop of racing thoughts that you can't get out of. And it's, it almost feels like... Don't, like one time in high school, I went to a metal concert, and all of a sudden, I'm in a freaking, I'm running around in a circle. Right and exactly, yeah, maybe <laughs> you that maybe, the wrong concert. Yeah. Hey, man, come on, I went through a phase. Um, the uh, man, I really want to learn how to play double pedal. Uh, but I was, yeah, and I was like, you know, uh, it felt like I was stuck in that that circle, you know, again, where I'm just running around a circle pit, and I'm just like, where, how do I get out of this thing? And but that's what happens with these these. Um, these racing thoughts is uh you can't get out of it and 
the worst case I've ever had was that one I was talking about. And it was like six to eight weeks where, um, man, it was, it was just exhausting. And like, I just didn't have the tools at that time to cope with that. And like, what you try to do is you try to get busier. You try to get, distract yourself even more. You think if I have all these things going on, I then don't have to, uh, think about this stuff anymore, but then overall, and it ends up just overtaking you. Oh yeah. Cause then you have to lay down, man. Yeah. Eventually you have to stop. And it's when yeah. you stop, all of those thoughts compound and yeah. it just becomes a lot. Yeah. But let, let's talk about some of the things that the anxiety triggers or, and again, like we're going into anxiety. Like I'm an anxiety. I'm like the, usually the anti-anxiety person, or if I have it, it manifests differently. And it's in a moment. It's not like it's a, you know, um, Oh, I never, I never finished what I was saying to you right, about no, that. No. The, the the thing about like when it really gets bad, you know, saying things out loud. Because remember, it's all in your in your mind. Mm. When you say things out loud, like literally here, like you like, I have a house, <laughs> like I have a yeah. place to stay. That's what I I'm play saying. Music, I this, I that, I have this, I have that. Even writing it down, making you see, like that type of stuff really does help mm. because then it's pulling it out for you to see and then it's like you can say it you can but i also it, think you that you can't it. wait yeah. till the time comes to do that like you have to be doing that on a regular basis it's a practice, it's a practice. yeah i agree and like the listeners else. the listeners will notice that the the previous guest said that exact same thing yeah and so like it, at least you and him have found that you know and like now i found it but you know it's it's a thing of like now we're seeing some ways now we're seeing some ways of different perspectives and different situations where people deal with it. And sometimes they overlap. And so, and now I love that we have a dynamic here where we have a person who doesn't deal with anxiety and a couple of people who do, but then you also have a, a, a thing you deal with in ADD and situations like that, that I, I, I may deal with some of that, but not, I can't relate to ever, to all of it. So no, it's a, no, there are people is, who can sit <coughs> and do things. Sorry. Yeah, there are people who can sit and do things, and finish them, and get up and or can have a conversation and finish it or transition out. Hold on one second. Oh, what's that? Okay, I'm back. Let's talk about the same. Oh, so you were saying something about drumming? You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've given myself the skills to. So if someone's transit, I have to tell someone to wait. Like even, hey, wait, hold on, finish what you're saying, finish what you're saying. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. I like that. I'll repeat it. You know what I mean? Right. Repeat it and then be like, what were you saying? You're hey, listen, just like remind that. me what you just said, you know, and, and I have to like be very aware of that. Um, you know, for me, it, huh? you're definitely like that. <laughs> I know. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll have to be like, I, I got to fit. Like, I'll, like I, they now know, like if I'm doing a thing or I'm trying to fix something or do something, they'll be like, hey, Drew, Drew, I'm like, you just got yeah. to let me finish this. You got to let me yeah. finish what I'm doing because I'll forget to hook my pedal. I'm hooking my pedal up and I'll say, oh, I got to do that thing. I will not remember to go back to the pedal until I'm in playing and I'm like, crap, I'm yeah, yeah. or whatever the case may be so it's it's something that when i did get on medicine when i did get on medication i remember like I, and i think i mentioned this on the last podcast i was sitting there with, with bill who's very the opposite of ad um and we're right we wrote a book together we write a lot of book te- books together i'm writing the percussion he's writing the brass i'm like all right let me sit down let me get into this and i'm getting into it and like when I got up, he was like, dude, you just sat there for two and a half hours and finished that all four minutes of that book. And I was like, oh, my God, did I get up at all? He's like, no, I'm like, I'm like, I didn't get up once. He's like, no, I'm like, 
oh my god huh. is this how people live <laughs> like is this what people feel like like they can do a thing and like my mind was absolutely blown that this is probably how other people see the world mm. and i've never saw it that way i've always saw it as this sort of like now to be fair though <clears throat> those are also skills that when used right or if you're in the right field could be great. It's great for my music. I hear everything. I'm, you know, you know, I don't always know what to do with everything I hear, but I hear it all. Right. So then the training is just like, okay, what do I do when I hear this? Okay. I hear that chord. I hear that harmony. You know, I'm just listening much more. I can listen intently to a lot of things. I hear different colors. I hear different, you know, figuratively, I don't have um, synesthesia or anything. Um, But I mean, I hear, I can listen to a band. I'm in that moment and I'm hearing all sorts of stuff, you know, and on the same token, though, I'm also seeing the dude walk by me, shuffle with his music. I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's probably there's probably like a bunch of other stuff you're seeing too, yeah. and like, but but well, when, well, I'll tell you the worst. Hold on, before you go there, I'll tell you the worst <coughs> is when I'm if I'm impersonating a show like it's my show and I've marketed it and I'm worried about ticket sales and I see doors open like people leaving during the show mm. and all of a sudden I go to like, oh my god, is the show wrong? Am I playing this too long? Is the solo bad? Is it not like what I'm playing? And you know, and I'm more concerned about the people. I don't care if musicians or whatever they think, but in terms of people not engaged in what I'm sharing, am I not sharing enough? And then I'll get really inward. So I'll see the doors open and I'll see someone, you know, what's happening. Why did that happen in the like in the house? Because I'm I'm also used to being on the side of the presenter. So right. when someone's having an issue or I see someone like looking around at their table and they're just like they're upset, I'm like, I wonder what they're upset for. But someone needs to come help them, you know. But I'm sitting here trying to play, and for a long time that really hindered me. Oh, yeah. I see. It really I, hindered I, my performance. How have you ever played a show on Adderall? <laughs> Do I ever not? Mm. Oh, so you're still experiencing this while on Adderall? Oh no this this is this is now my my default state. I mean, I have to. Okay. It, when I'm not on, I try. I don't like if I have a lazy day or I'm, you know, no, I pretty much pretty much use it daily. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was it, curious. It's, it's it, no, it's a functional. It's a functional. <laughs> it's a functional thing. But then also, people also have to, people will drink vats of coffee and talk about they have anxiety disorder. You know what I mean? People yeah. drink, I see them drink Diet Coke all day and then be like, you know, something's not right. I just don't feel it right. My heart's just kind of pumping. And I'm like, dude, you just had four vats of Starbucks coffee. <laughs> Bro. Like, that's what you, you had today. And you're sitting yeah. here talking about anxiety disorder in the evening and you can't sleep. I mean, yeah. you know, so I don't drink coffee in the morning. I drink it in the afternoon. I'm very specific about the kind of coffee. Only I've heard about that. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. With I've heard coffee. about people doing that. Yeah, I drink it in What's the that? afternoon. I, I thought yeah. you heard about my coffee habits. Um, no. You know, I make it myself. I don't, I want to know what I'm putting into my body when it comes to that. The quantity, I measure it out. I know how much I can take. I know what I can't take. Um, I know the you do feeling. Pour over. I'm very, yeah, I do pour over. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I measure the beans and, you know, know how much hot yeah. water I'm using. I know if I should use more. Anyway, so, I mean, but people also have to realize that what they put in their body does matter when it comes to this stuff. Um, yeah. I, but I have gone through days. I will tell you over the pandemic, I have gone through days where I would just want to sleep all day and want to just plop in front of the TV. I wouldn't feel motivated. And my niece, who's really, who who is heavy and, you know, she she deals with a lot of anxiety and depression. She's 25, 26, something like that. And she, um, she said to me, she's like, I think you might be dealing with some depression. Mm. And I was like, maybe. Is that what that? I just thought, you know, because I was, it was so unfamiliar. And for a couple of days, I'd be like, this is such an unfamiliar, like I felt defeatist. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I, maybe I'm in the wrong field. I felt like all these thoughts that were not, I was not familiar with. Uh, the conversations I was having with my, in my head 
I had never had before with myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like where, no, where it was just like, well, you're, you, you know, what are you going to practice? Like you just, you play the same things over and over. Like you don't sound any better. Like you're not, do, what are you doing? Why are you still doing this? Mm. You know, like, oh, you're, you know, you're, is your kid even you parenting right? Like is she, you know, she could, she was reading better before and everything's wrong. And, but it was just kind of like this sort of quiet and it's just like, oh, I'm just not really. But then I, I, when I, when I started saying that and, and she said that, my niece said, well, I think you may be dealing with some depression. And I was kind of like, okay, all right. So these thoughts aren't mine. That, but I immediately went to like, okay, these thoughts aren't mine. So I need another conversation going on in my head. I need to have some other conversation with other external sources. So you start isolating yourself, which is terrible. Yeah. But to me, I was just like, I like, being, I like being alone by default. So I wasn't doing anything different because I was depressed. But now the isolation that was fine usually that helped me get, be, you know, get work done and be able to think and think about new ideas and new problems to be solved was now turning into a, a handicap. So boom, Bill, what's going on, man? Like, what are you, what are you up to? What are you working on? Yeah. You know, hey, Claude, what are you working on? <laughs> Hey, what can we do together? Any ideas? And I just started calling anybody I knew who I knew would be a positive influence for me to just not yeah. be alone with that, you know, and just be like, you know, call my daughter. Hey, man, how, how am I doing as a father? Oh, dad, you're great. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay, so these are all <laughs> yeah. smoke screens. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in Spider-Man 2 and Mysterio is throwing up all the smoke screens. But this is the first time, like these were the, kind of the first times I was feeling this sort of stuff. But I kind of like made it pretty much like, okay, there's... I'm being lied to right now, and I need to go seek truth. I need to seek some other opinions. And, and I, I, love can't trust, I can't trust my own head right now, so I need to talk to people who are going to tell me, just like if I'm in the studio. When we recorded the last album, I don't listen to my solos. If I think it was fine in the moment, I'm not going to go back and listen to it because I'm going to hate everything. So mm-hmm. I'm like, Bill, Claude, just tell me if it was good or not. Like, I'm fine with it if it was good. If it's not, just... And they'll be like, nah, I think you could have done a little better on the middle point. Okay, cool. You know, or yeah, it was great. Okay, cool. I don't want to hear it. Let's just put it... Go ahead, press it. Yeah, because I don't trust myself because I know that I'm super self-critical, but it's not an honest self-critical. It's a no one's gonna it's stuff no one's gonna care about but me. Do Do you think uh, this is a question for, for both of y'all um, that endless pursuit of getting better, not really necessarily necessarily allowing ourselves to uh, be satisfied with our with our status as a musician, um, with our networking, with our business, um, that endless pursuit of of perfection of um being good enough and allowing yourself to say i'm good enough and like do you guys deal with that do you believe that you are good enough you're just you're just trying to um to build off of what you have right now or are you are you constantly pursuing um well i used to have this thing where it was like oh. side note claudens is 26 I am, I am also 26. Yeah, so I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's interesting. I just wanted to say that because I'm 40, mm-hmm. so it's a different... I'm curious to hear yeah. how mm-hmm. he perceives it versus... Yeah, well, I mean, well, when I, was, when I was younger, it was always like, oh, like, I don't know enough lines. Like, that sax player knows so much more than mm-hmm. me, and yeah. I got to get this together. Like, what are you checking out? Like, I'm not, not a what are you checking out so that, like, I can check it out too and enjoy it. More like a what are you checking out so I can learn that, so I can yeah. play, like that stuff that I don't know because I, I need to get better at that. I need mm. to be, you play so perfect, your lines. The thing is, we're always looking outside. We can't, like, listen to ourselves and say, you know what, hey, you know that wasn't half bad. Mm. You know that? And so that's something I started doing. Um, and also, like Drew was talking about daily practice, this is something I practice daily. I, I gave up the idea of I'm going to be the best sax player. I'm going to be 
perfect saxophone player. I'm going to do the perfect lines. I'm going to have the perfect thing. No, I realize that I'm going to be the best version of myself every single day. Throw that hashtag in there. Progression, mm-hmm. not perfection. Boom. That's my main thing. So honestly, I will feel down about myself, and I will feel bad about myself if I'm not doing the work. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so if I'm not practicing, and then you know Drew hits me up, he's like, "Oh, yo, let's let's. I'm coming to town. Let's do a hit." I'm like, "Oh man, I'm rusty." He actually mm. just said that today. He was yeah. just like, <laughs> he's like, I have my own CD recording coming up, and I haven't played any of my own tunes. Like I'm crap. And then somebody else called him while we were in the car, and they're like, "Yo, man, hey, if you can do the session today," he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll work on that stuff." He's like, "Maybe I shouldn't." <laughs> I shouldn't work on my own tunes. <laughs> and, and, what, and what did I say? Like we were right outside of Innovative, and I was like. I need to find time to shed. Like, as soon as I land yeah. back in Miami, I'm just going to shed and be the best version of me for these things. Yeah. You can only offer the best version of yourself. That's, yeah. that's it. I so, love that. Yeah, that whole idea of looking at the next man or thinking I'm going to be perfect, and that was a term that you used, perfect. Mm-hmm. I know that's, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. But it is possible for me to be the very best version of myself right. today. Like, if I'm actually consistently doing the thing mm. so that's that's how i view it like i've i've kind of i have good days i have bad days of course i mean i think there's two things i think changing your reward structure okay um, is important just like and that goes along with what claudin said like reward yourself for the progression reward yourself for the the effort reward yourself for getting better as opposed to you know denying yourself for for not and and it's like, I think a very important thing for me is to know what my values are, who I am, and what's really important to me. I think people don't know that when they're young. I'm figuring it out myself. Open, openly admit it. Like I, I, stuff is shifting for me right now. I feel it. I mean, I'm in this transition period of a mindset of um, what is important to me. What am I really pursuing here? You know yeah, what and, I mean? But it's like, so I remember I was at a clinic, and this is when this kind of like got crystallized, and I was doing this last minute, as I tend to do. I was playing, I was playing I Got Five on it, and still I Got Five on it. I was like, hey, can you bring me a marimba? Okay, I got a marimba. Oh, can I get a kick drum? Okay, cool. Let me get a, can I get a hi-hat? No, let's get a kick drum. <laughs> so, you know, the bass on I, yeah, I Got Five, boom, boom, boom. Ding, ding. So I went, and I played the kick. <clears throat> I kept the kick going the whole time and kind of kept, and I, and I kind of stole it over it and did that. One of the first questions I got was, how do you keep that all together? You know? And I was like, well, I don't. I focus on what's important and just let everything else sort of fall in the cracks, like fall into place. Mm. The most important thing when I'm playing that is, go, go, boom, 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 is that pocket. Right. So nothing that I play on the vibes or if I'm soloing or these lines <coughs> can get in the way of that. And everyone will enjoy it. Yeah. But if I let this whole, like, got to play the coolest lick right now. You know, I'm over here because my vibes are here. But I've got to play mm-hmm. the coolest lick right now. Get in the way of bump, bump. So if like, bump, bump. It's like, oh, um, what are we playing yeah. now? Right? Yeah. yeah that and I feel like it's the same thing. <laughs> <coughs> I feel like it's the same thing with, you know, like just life in general and music, you know, I, if the only, when I, I, and I say I'd never get anxious, that's not true. That's, and I hope no one got that out of that. I do get anxious. I just don't have anxiety disorder. You, you, you don't have a disorder right. of it. Right, I don't have right. a disorder, right? So, but when I find I get anxious, it's when I flip my priorities. My priorities are out. Mm. So, 
the most important things to me um, are my spirituality, my faith, right? And then my family. And everyone will say stuff like that. But I mean, like that, that, that quantifies for me in time. Like there's activities I do spiritually to grow. Um, with my family, it quantifies in time and energy and development. <clears throat> you know, while they're awake, I barely do work. I wait till they go to sleep or until a reasonable hour because it's summer and these kids ain't going to sleep. This morning, right, of course. You know, until a reasonable <laughs> hour. And it's like, I got work to do. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but like usually, like I don't like, okay, it's if I get home and I got a ton of stuff to do, my kids get home from school. Like I'm, for the most part, all theirs, unless I have some lessons or some other stuff like that that's like concrete. Like if I'm home, I'm not writing the book for the high school or for the drum corps until after like the time has been spent and we have established, built our rapport and made progress. And then if I, like I've had gigs, even I, I, I arranged a piece for the last thing. I just didn't get a chance to work on it enough. I spent a lot of time arranging it, but then I was like, cool, I arranged it. Doing all this stuff, doing everything else. And by the time I got down to it, it's like, huh, you just play, I got to cut it. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that because I, my things were in the right place. Now, had I been like, sorry, kids, can't talk to you for the next two weeks that I practice this, and I got another tune I got to learn, I got three other tunes I got to learn, and this is what I'm doing. And at, as a result, like for the past week and a half, like my kids were just like, yeah, he's just down there all the time right now. Mm-hmm. When then I left for a week to go on tour, I would have been miserable and anxious. Yeah. Because, yeah, I know the music, so I'm going to play a piece, but my kids are just like, yeah, you missed my swim meet. Yeah, you know, Dad, I just, you know, I've been practicing. I had this issue, but, you know, and I wouldn't know if they had issues. And I would be anxious about, like, do they have an issue I missed? Yeah. Like, mm. I don't know if they, you know, oh, was my, did my daughter do well? I didn't even ask if she did well. And, and the thing that she did on her audition, or, you know, my other one had a, you know, she just drew a picture and she tried to show it to me. And I'm wondering how, is she, is she bothered by the fact that I didn't look at it? I didn't look at it enough. Like, I, I wish I would have just spent a second and been like, let me give you 30 seconds of undivided attention to give you real feedback on this picture that you gave me and real gratitude. Like, they may not even be thinking this stuff. But for me, the anxiety is real. Yeah. Because that's the most important thing to me. And I understand that. So if I do that and I miss a couple notes on a solo, I couldn't care any less. Yeah. Like, honestly, it doesn't give me any anxiety to go into a show unprepared because, if it's because of the fact that I had to make a choice to be with my kids. Right. And to be, you know, and to be growing and taking care of my spiritual responsibilities for myself and my family. That it's, I'm fine with it. But the minute I flip that, the minute it's like all music all the time, whatever, you know, and it's all that kind of stuff. So what I usually do is I'll en- enroll the kids in the process. So like I'm music directing for a show. I'll be like, hey, can you do me a favor and just come over here, Logan, and just keep count on the bass drum for me while I practice this? Yeah. You know, so it's something we can do together. You know, hey, Emily, can you just do me a favor and just sing this line right here so I can see if this works with it? You know, can you play this line on the piano real quick so I can just see if this works with it? So it's just like I do everything I can to include them in all of those things. Um so that I can try to get all the things done. And it's always changing. I'm just trying to be creative with it. But for me, when it comes to, but that doesn't mean I don't get imposter syndrome. It doesn't mean I don't see somebody and being like, ah, that, that kid was killing that line. I don't even know what he was doing. Like, what the heck was that? You know what I mean? Like, but it's gotten to the point now too where, and I've been actually meaning to make a post about this. Here's your soundbite, uh, Josh. <laughs> um, I've meaning to make a post about this, but sometimes our gift isn't music. Mm. Like sometimes, oh, our, yeah. sometimes our gift, just, that's not yeah. our gift. I don't think music is my gift, Josh. I don't think playing vibraphone is my gift. I don't. What is it? I think if I had to put it um, you know, in, in something sort of, like, to kind of collapse it, it would be communicating with people, bringing people together, thinking about problems that haven't come up and coming up with ideas and, and, and bringing the right people in the room to solve said ideas. 
um, being bold enough to putting the putting the best people in the in the same room with each other. That's been told to me. I mean, that's been told to me like on stage, like man, give it up for Drew. He, he had such a knack for putting the, all the best people on stage. Like, and I was like, oh, that is something. I guess I, you know, and being able to connect people. Yeah. Whether it be from an educational standpoint with kids or connect two people to speak, to put together a show. You know, I mean, I could put, I'll put together, you know, I'm working on this vibraphone celebration for PASIC right now. No one is going to do it. I was like, this has to get done. I will do it. it. Has I to. shall do it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, because everyone's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we get these people. And I'm like, great, but I will do it. Like, let's go. <clears throat> I'm calling all the people and putting them together, you know. And I can reach across those things. So I think that's my gift. Music just allows me to, I think, educating. I think, you know, mentoring uh, young young musicians, young artists to be better, you know, whatever benefit from my mistakes, I guess, from the benefit of my knowledge, you know, from the things mm-hmm. I've done wrong. But I think all of those things are, music allows me to share my gifts. Being it's a microphone like player. It's a vehicle. It's, it's like, my vehicle. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think it's my gift, dude. You know, I think it's, you know, James Francis' gift. I think it's Joel Ross's gift. I think it's Nathan Skinner's gift, you know, to understand the waveforms. I think it's Chi'i Wu's gift. I think, you know, I'm not saying they don't have other gifts. Like, honestly, I play music fine. I think I don't think I'm bad at it or anything. (laughs) You know, I just don't think it's my gift. I think my gifts are. And so as a result, going back to your original question, I think as a result, it's when I don't play perfectly, (laughs) it doesn't really matter because that's not the point. The point is to be able to share my gifts. The point is to remember why I'm doing it, which is not to be, which is to make sure that my kids, when they see me up there doing it, can say, oh, I can do anything. Whatever I want to do and make a living at, I I can do that. Like, that's important to me. I think about that. Before I go on stage, I sit with it in silence. And I sit with reminding myself why I do it. What I'm here to share something of me. I'm here to share love and sadness and my experiences. I'm here to share this with these guys on stage who are, God, these guys on stage are sacrificing for me right now. They're not getting paid nearly what they're worth. Even if I'm paying them top dollar, they're not getting paid what they're worth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're here on stage, like, digging it for me. And they're going to support me. And how blessed am I to have dudes that are willing to take that ride with me? My children are out there. My mother's still alive and here to see me play. You know, like my friends are out there, like people paid money, money, which means they paid with time. They paid 20 bucks and you get paid 14 an hour. You paid with a time and a half to come and see me like an hour and a half of your life. You paid to come see me play. Mm -hmm. You worked for an hour doing something to come and share with me. And I sit and I think sit with that. That's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And then I walk out and and I do that. And then I share something and people enjoy it because it's honest and authentic unless it's not, which. Sometimes it's not when I'm more worried about like how I look or how I sound or if the picture's right or where's the camera and all this stuff, then it's not authentic. And I've had those shows well, and those moments when it hasn't happened. But to get, you know, like to about the perfection thing, because I know I've I've relieved my alleviated myself of the pressure that this thing is has to be the gift in which I play and people recognize me for my vibraphone playing. And no, I want them to recognize me for give, being a contribution. To, to to them and adding value to other people's lives and, and being able to share and, you know, um, you, you know, helping my kids to become contributing members of society. Like, that's what I want to be recognized for. I just, only way I know how to do it is with that thing. It's, a, it's like, yeah, I mean, and, and, but that's so, there's a lot there that I really loved hearing because, um, so you, so like I think I think one day I'm gonna know myself as well as it seems like you know yourself. You know what I mean? It seems like you know yourself and it's in your process and what makes you feel like 
like what this is all about. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know, Claudence. I don't know if you're there yet either. Like what? Like for like what makes you feel the way he feels on stage? Like he has all these certain ducks have to be in a row to make him feel comfortable on stage. It's not really about the music per se, but like what what is that process for you? I mean, it's interesting because we we had this whole conversation on the road, um, and and we I think we've played together and survived together on stage for so many years because we actually feel the same way in in that like for me i don't believe that my gift is playing the saxophone either honestly mine is he's really good at playing the saxophone though (laughs) really good you see so so this is so you see this this is a you see he just said that right so like you go to a show and someone says you know you're really good at saxophone in my head i'm like yeah i'm all right it's like yeah i'm okay or it's like uh, thank you. Just trying to, you know, get it through. And it, but at the end of the day, you what we don't realize is how much we're taking away from that person. Like we're taking away something from that person that's really genuinely because showing gratitude service, for yeah. you. And service is what makes us happy. Exactly. And when you want to give it, say, "Hey, it's great," and you're like, "No, no, no. yeah." <laughs> so I mean, take that gift back. Honestly, <laughs> on any of my shows, you'll see you'll see too. Well, you haven't seen, but I tend to speak a lot too. I speak a lot. I talk about the songs. I let people know what was going on with the with the song, what it's about, because that's the thing for me: public speaking and making people feel things. I I I know for a fact that that's the thing I do with the least amount of effort. I don't have to think about doing that. I do that like naturally, and it comes to me. So then I play music, and as we are calling it tonight, the vehicle, and people feel something. And then they I come. love the way you said that, though, that <clears throat> that's a great way to recognize the gifts. It's like, this comes really easy to me. Yeah. And, and there was an experience I had with Sean Martin. So I'm with Sean, right? And Josh, Josh is sitting there, and he goes to me. He's a singer in Delray, and he's like, how'd you make this thing, how'd you make this thing happen? And I said, uh, man, I, man I, um, I just asked. <laughs> like, I just asked him if we could go on tour. And he's like, what do you mean you asked? What'd you ask? I'm like, if we can go on tour. He's like, you tell me you just asked. I'm like, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we had a rapport. We were friends. And I thought this would be a really cool idea. Mm. And he's like, well, but what did you say? I'm like, I don't know. I asked if you wanted to go on tour. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know what you're asking. Me. I don't understand what you're asking me. So I said to Sean, I go, and Sean goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, he's asking me how this happened. And I told him, we've been hanging out. We're friends. And I said, hey, let's, why don't we go on the road? Like me and you, we'll just do some college stuff and some other things together. And he goes, and he's not understanding what I'm saying. And he goes, and he looks over at Josh and he goes, what Drew doesn't understand is that's a talent in and of itself yeah. to be able to engage and to be able to ask and to be able to do it. Like it, it came so easy to me to be like, it's always like to be like, hey, let's do this. Let's do a thing. And it well, was just, I, I can relate because 95% of these conversations I have, I'm just messaging people and asking if they want to come on. It's not like I know these people, everybody personally. I know quite. I know a couple, but like I didn't know you personally. The one you, when I asked you to come on before. But well, what's interesting, you know? Josh, is that I've been wanting to do a podcast for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Hasn't hit the top of my priority list. I could say that's the excuse, but the truth is, like, you're doing it. Like you're doing it, <laughs> and you're doing it mission driven. You were doing it mm-hmm. just for percussion and being interesting, and then you realized there was a way you could add value. There was an awareness of yourself to the community and what you could bring with this thing that you've created. You've created. I don't care how many people have done podcasts. You've created it. And you said, hey. And you went online and said, hey, I think this is the thing. Who wants to do it? 
mm. and people came in and you executed and right then and there like is a is a skill and is talent in and of itself yeah and i think if you're appreciate just that. going well just going back to what you said like i don't know myself that well i think we just don't sit with ourselves enough <clears throat> in the mm. good times you know especially if you have anxiety disorder or if you have one of these things uh, the depression or you know an 80 whatever the case is like to sit with yourself and say hey what comes easy to me you know what aspect of this music is it teaching is it you know, like I love teaching, but I don't want to teach band, wind band unless we're talking about, um, you know, entrepreneurship or some sort of more nebulous, you know, conversation. I don't want to teach. Right. I don't even care much anymore. I do, uh, do it, obviously. I don't really care much anymore for teaching like, here's your finger and here's your fulcrum and here's how right. your hand works. Yeah. Some people love that. Love like it. Josh, Josh, for example, Josh just you know the 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 flow and the hands and how it works and and how the hands throw down and how all of the muscles work and the rotation um um you know all of that stuff he loves to talk about that stuff and i like it i, I i'm a technician i get it i can talk about it but he's like this is a a thing for him that just he can't wait to, yeah you did it you did it you're you're playing more relaxed you're doing more of this you know and it's and it's in the technical and of course he talked about the mental and the spiritual and the breathing and all of those things um and so I'm not taking away from that, but my point is that some people are more adept and more gifted at certain, it's, it's their thing, it's what they want to talk about. Um, Ivan is a composer. Mm-hmm. I can't really, you know, it just, it's something that he just does. That when I, I've, I've written, I've gone, to, I've, I've gone to his house for a little writing retreat with him and just watched his process. And it's like, and it's like man, it's just, it's, just a, it's a flow. It's a flow, yeah. He just it's he and, and certain things he effortless. Just, yeah, he weaned over time, I'm sure. Like he's like developed systems, but it just but just the idea, like the way he flows it, how he puts ideas together, and he's tried to share it. And some people will grasp it if they if they're in that. And be like, wow, I can. That's that's how I feel. I'm gonna be. I'm a composer. Um, you know, I think that one of the things that's great, and I kind of want to go back to even where we just were. One of the things that makes going back to your question again because I think it was. Because we've talked about a lot of kind of nebulous stuff, but when talking about music in general, about the perfection thing, it helps that I play with people I love and I know love me. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't play with people there's a, that. There's a comfort in that. Yeah, because there's, we can try stuff. We can take risks. It's like being like, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like if he's, you know, if he's got a huge net, him and it's like him and Bill got a huge net down there, and it's like, go ahead, Drew, try that. Go ahead and try to do the somersault thing. Jump. You know, you got this. Jump. And I'm like, cool, let's try it. We. Yeah, I, know yeah, they, exactly. I know they got me. It's like we've been yeah. playing, and he he'll try stuff, and you'll. You'll hear him just be like, ah, like he he won't hit it, and yeah. I'll just be like, and, but we'll look at each other and hype it, yeah. like again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Come on, come on, Go come on, it. come on, yeah. come on, do, yeah. it, do it. There it is, there it is, it's there it is. Wild like on stage, stage. <laughs> like we're partying on stage. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the greatest compliment that I, I I've gotten, I've gotten it with Sean, I've gotten it with my band several times, was just like, man, you guys just look like you're having a blast. Because yeah. honestly, it's a party. Yeah. We get on stage and we just can't wait to party together. Like that's that's what it's like for us. Like and we're just inviting everyone else to be part to party with us. Yeah. And so when we're on, it's like you ready? And like I'll I'll hit something funny. I'll just start cracking up. Yeah. He he you, does that. I crack up when yeah. I make mistakes now. Like that's a, but that's a practice too. Yeah. You know, instead of being like oh no and like devolving into this downward spiral of conversation about it's just all going wrong. Everything's going wrong. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get fired. <laughs> you know, like I'm not gonna milk and add five notes for the rest of the concert. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, man, every single bad thing that you heard, no one else out there really exactly. heard it. Because overall, and that's one thing that someone had told me, it was like, man, you know, you got to realize that when you were talking about people paying money and spending time, 
you got to realize they wanted to see you. You. Yeah. That's what they wanted. And you gave them that. So, like, you have to be grateful. When they come to you and say, hey, man, that was great. You can't say, yeah, it was all right. You know, yeah, it was good. But. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You, there's cats that do that. Yeah, Musicians love to do that. Yeah, yeah they love to. I mean, I just I didn't play that well. Yeah, that, that was, you know, but that, you know, that one too. And I kind of messed up on that outro a little bit. It's like, that person doesn't what? care. I don't, they they don't, don't care. Me. They're just like, man, thanks for doing you. Thanks for doing mm. you. And as musicians. And that's with the mistakes and everything. That's, exactly. They, 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 when they say thank you, they're just like, thanks for all of that. Yeah. So so you know? what happens, too, is there's a little bit of us as, as musicians, too, that we have to kind of be a little less selfish. Mm. Like, once yeah. you start to realize bam, 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 it's bam, not about Say it again. Say it one you, time. <laughs> <laughs> we take. have to be less selfish. Yeah. Because I agree. When you start realizing, because every time I'm on stage now, I've come to realize that it's not about me. Like, it's not about me. Like, I'm doing it as a service, but it's about them. It's about them. They came to see me. Yeah. Well, the only time you I, ever get into scarcity mindset is when you make it about you. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's impossible for you to be trying to give a gift and truly and authentically trying to give something and be feeling terrible about yeah, how you're playing yeah, or how, what you're doing or what you're yeah, giving. Yeah, exactly. If you know, if you're just trying to make someone, if you're sincere and you're honest and you're authentic and you're true, I think yeah. you can't, you know. And to be self, honestly, man, to be self, you know, self effacing is so, it's just, yeah, it's, it's downer, man. Yeah, it's, it, it's not it's cool. Not, that, it doesn't that, feel good. No one likes to. Do I, that. Nobody wants to hear somebody. You know, you know, I didn't. You know, I just didn't do that well. But thanks. You know, it's like that person. That person right there could feel. Uh, it could actually kind of taint the experience for them a little bit. And 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 to make a comparison, like I often do to sports, there's an element of LeBron James that isn't talked about that is highly respectful. In the fact that he makes an effort to not sit out games, he makes an effort to he knows what that people are coming to see him. It's not an ego thing. He knows that he is the face of the NBA, has been for eighteen years, nineteen years. And Michael Jordan did the same thing, where it was like, "I'm going to play because these people came to see me. Yeah. You know, I I owe it to them. I'm th- grateful for that. I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for the support of these people wanting to come to see me." And, um, and I think, I think there is a selflessness in that people used to talk, you know, people talk about Michael Jordan's selfishness. I, I believe there's an element to players like that, that are, that is selfless. It just, it's an element of, I, I think Tiger Woods would be out there right now if he wasn't injured because he knows as long as he can play, people are going to want to see him. They, he, he's made that much of an impact. And I think we, we all make impacts on somebody regardless of how we play that night. You know, I, I, I really do. I think, um, and it's it, talking with you guys, it seems like, you know, there's an element of, uh, there's just a different perspective that I don't think a lot of people have when it comes to that, you know. I think, um, who was it? Uh, what's the guy with the house in the Keys in Key West, the writer? Um, um, it'll come to me. But he has a house in the Key West. People can tour it. No idea. He's the author. Oh, man. Anyway, forget it. I just lost the whole point. So, you know. Hey, man. It's over. Um, then I found $5, and that's my story. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. Play and move but, from a place of gratitude. I yeah. think that's that's it right there. But, yeah. but, but I think it's it's... 
man, it's it's about man. I, I honestly I think school screws us up so much in oh, a lot that's of ways. Like, you know, what are you, what are you gonna do when all, like, the only thing you're doing is playing for yeah. other musicians all day? That's, yeah, because that's, all you're doing is playing yeah. for other musicians, and then the only time you play is like, okay, it's time to perform, and if you don't perform it right, you're gonna get a grade. But at the end of the day, there's only about a, a handful of a small percentage of a smaller percentage of a smaller percentage of a microcosm that knows the difference on marimba between me and Eric Odimo. You know, mm. and oof, I know it. I mean, Erica Dime was the best marble player on the planet. By you know, my favorite at, at the very least. Yeah, she's she rips. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean and the touch and the uh, we can go on. I can just a whole yeah, other podcast. But yeah. I just mean, but but at the end of the, but with me and her went and performed for people who don't know anything. They'd be like, wow, you guys were both great, really nice. I like mm. your tune, and I like your tune. You know what I mean? Like it was very nice. And I've seen that with, with you. You go to uh, studio recitals in college, and like parents go, and they're like, I really liked your song. And I'm like. I I played yellow after the rain. What are you talking about? <laughs> but that's I played, what I'm saying. Uh, you know, and but and it, so what's the point? It, yeah. What's the point of you know? What's the point of stressing about what, wherever you are? You are, mm-hmm. but all these things are practices, man. All these things are stuff that you got to do in the good times, and that's usually when you don't want to even think about it or deal with it. Um, but I think there has to be a self awareness. I think the self diagnosis thing you thought of. I think if you feel like you may have it, you should get it checked out. <clears throat> Let a professional tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you should, you know, I, I think it's been uh, gone a lot to be destigmatized, I, you know, in terms of talking about mental health. I think, I think we need to do our part by being more encouraging. You know, we, it's not enough, I think, to just not say bad things about people. It's important to celebrate the good stuff. <clears throat> I think a, a way that you can practice that, even in your own, like, there's that book by um, the Effortless Mastery book. <laughs> where it talks about fear-based playing and fear-based teaching. Mm. Fear-based I've never teachers. Heard of it. Oh, yeah. I'll write it down. Everless Mastery. Yeah, you got to check that out. I, I would I love, love to, it. actually. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's relatively it. short. But when it gets into fear-based teaching, it's the kind of teaching where, hey, man, dude, what are you playing that for? You're not good enough to play that. Hey, you're not ready to play that. When you're ready, I'll let you play that. Mm. You know what I mean? I've had students who I was like, you know, who who are – you could tell they're just playing and they're going, they're just going like this and they're, and you're not, you know, you haven't been practicing, you're not playing marimba solo. So all of a sudden you're like, okay, I guess you're going to play Schwantner. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, or someone comes in and they say, I want to play this. Now there's, <clears throat> I'm not saying there's times where students like, Hey man, you don't have the, you're going to hurt yourself, yeah. you know, but there's mm-hmm. also like, Hey, you're not allowed to pick a solo until I approve it, which is okay. In certain cases, like you want to make sure kids, but you could tell the difference, you know, where someone's just like, you yeah, won't let me course. play anything. You won't let me try anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's that kind of thing, and then that le- or or the fear-based listener was like someone awesome, universally and ubiquitously understood as being very awesome comes to town to play in your city, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, yeah, I ain't, I'm not feeling them. Are you gonna go? Nah, you know, I ain't really feeling them right now. You know what I mean? Like everyone's just overrated, dude. Like everyone wants yeah. to go check them out, you know, and everyone's <laughs> talking about them on 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 Facebook the next day or Instagram the next day, and you're like, yeah, whatever, you know. Oh my goodness! Like, and you're yeah. like, but they're killing like. Dude, that's so and so. Like they're one of the best trumpet players in the world. <clears throat> like you're a trumpet player. Why would you not go see them? I just don't like th- their particular stick. Like their sound isn't really my sound. <clears throat> you know that kind of stuff. Sorry, it's this toxic. is a dry throat. Yeah. I do not have. Um, you're good. I would not be sitting here. If no, you I know. Did. But I mean, but that's what I. But that's but that's the thing that that fear based listening, fear based is is so detrimental. And but the way you can practice not doing that is to go on. And when somebody's like, I've I've seen people who like have gone on and played stuff, and I was like, whoa, they went for that. It it sounded terrible, but I'm gonna write, man, go for it, keep it up. And yeah. I've you know, and hopefully that'll be like, yo, somebody who you know, 
whether whatever for whatever it's worth. Or I'm like, hey man, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm noticing your progress from video to video. Keep going, you know, and just take some time to just. And maybe it was terrible, you know. But man, when somebody like gives unsolicited, like, hey man, you, you know, all right, nice work, but your technique is a little weak on that right hand outside mallet. It's like, did you really just comment on that? Now everyone's looking for it, and now it's just terrible. I had this one guy who loves to troll me, and I don't think he means to because he's an old dude, unless it's a fake account. <laughs> but he's like, it just sounds like you're playing the same thing over and over again. You know, like I played this one rip and that one from the studio, which actually mm. was definitely not the same thing. It wasn't even playing any pattern playing. It was just, and I'm like, all right, well, transcribe. Why don't we figure it out together? Why don't you transcribe it, play it, and then we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll analyze it together and feel mm. if that was what I was doing. Is you it know? a Kevin Durant burner account? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it might it might have been, you know, because it's, that's funny that he did that. I forgot about that. Um, but <laughs> but but it's just like, go ahead, man. But it's like that kind of stuff is like, what's the point of that? And I think if we want to get out of first, we got to recognize that we're fear based listeners. Yeah. And that takes something. And I, we all do it a little bit. Like, you know, like there are bands when I hear them and I'm just like, really, everyone's on that. Like, oh, I'm so sick of that, you know, but I won't say anything. And I'll just but I'll be honest with myself and be like, oh, I'm just being a hater. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. they're dope i'm just being a hater i i not it's very it's very unfortunate that um there some people are just may just never give it a chance to not be like that you know well, and yeah because they're comfortable with that it's a it's the yeah. environment and the culture they were raised in and if they're not like that if they're because that's what everyone was to them you know what i mean right. and now they're out and they're like well i'm here and no one gave me that grace so why am i giving other people that grace Mm. You know, because if yeah. I give them that grace and I'm not going to be able to elevate and it happens in like microaggressions and major aggressions and, and all these other kind of stuff like that. And honestly, the only way to get out of it, A, to recognize it and B, I think it's a great practice to go on and say, OK, this wasn't very good, but let's see what we can recognize about it that we can call out to make this person feel good for just playing, you know, just doing something, just putting themselves out there. Just, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and the saddest stories are the ones where somebody just loses interest in the art form and um uh, i've seen it happen in my person you know in in my circles and everything and it's um it's like a feeling of loss for that person and it's uh it, it comes out of you know not being encouraged and not and not having an environment in which they can feel good about what they're doing and which could breed into the kind of stuff we're talking about when it comes to mental health and musicians. It comes to uh, having no resources to cope and having no environment to be in that's positive. And whenever, whenever the positive environment that we used to have, which is whether on stage, like the pandemic is in a pure example of like some people's safe environments and positive environments were taken away, you know, and like in, in my research, you know, I need to do more, um, I'm not sure there's a ton of, uh, there's a ton of resources for people, it's you know, pretty heavy, actually they're positive environments there, that reward structure, you know, that have play and that's anchors yeah. them into playing is taken away. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, done a lot of thinking, you know, and I'm just really thankful that people are willing to come on and, and discuss this kind of stuff. I appreciate you guys coming on because this is, um, I, I just think this is going to help in some, some way. I don't know if I'm the first to do it, I don't know if I'm the last to do it. Um, all I know is, is that just add to the conversation. It, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to add, and uh, I think I think the conversation we had tonight was uh, something that added pretty significantly. I, I really do. I appreciate you guys, you know, coming on and discussing things with me. 
Yeah, man, of course. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I'm looking in the my the video and I'm seeing that picture <clears throat> that I used to not have up, and it, it was a picture that was drawn by a fan in Utah for a Utah mm. clinic concert I did <clears throat> three years ago. And I used to, he actually put that same picture on a shirt. I have that picture on a shirt. Oh, really? Hand painted on a shirt. Nice. And um, honestly, I put it up there because it was. It just reminds me that I was like, how cool is it that someone cared enough to do that? Like, it's not even yeah. like it's not up there because like. I need a picture of myself up there. And I'm yeah. looking at it and I'm like, man, it's so cool that somebody decided to do that. You yeah. know, I mean, and so having, and like, if you can't see it right now, but there's pictures, I'm going to show you though. Boom. There's pictures right there of my band. Yeah. There's two of me. There's one of Claudens. There's one of Bill that just fell off because someone slammed the door and it fell and broke. So I have <laughs> it, but I got to put it back up. But like, those are my dudes. Like, I Sorry, have pictures Bill. of them. <laughs> I have pictures of them up on the wall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that it reminds me, like, those are my guys, you know, like, there's people that care and there's, you know, whatever, whatever else, however else you want to put it. But, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, um, obviously I have pictures of my kids everywhere, you know, my, yeah. my mom and my dad are over there and this is my studio. So I have met at my office and, you know, the reason for that is like, okay, you know, let's do it. So whatever the tools are that you need, if you're dealing with anxiety disorder, the worst thing you can do is be like, well, I guess I just got this thing. Yeah. You I know, mean, just yeah. going to suffer, it, get the tools, get diagnosed, get the it, tools to make it better and get yeah, medicated if you need to. In my case, I like I love this too that you pointed this out because I didn't know that about that picture. Um but uh for myself I know when I was going out in the scene and stuff it was I always had a lot of anxiety to go to jam sessions. I didn't know many tunes. I didn't know things I was like, "Oh, these guys are swinging this way." That Miami is a kind of a tough culture, a lot of vibing, and that's what yeah. inspired me to create my CL sessions, which is like a thing that I do every Tuesday night and stuff down in Miami. And people have literally come to me and they tell me they're like, "I'm scared." I'm a singer. Like, can I sing? I'm like, of course you can. (laughs) And they're like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can. What do you want to do? You know, and just doing that is, is, it helps me with my own anxiety because I'm relieving other people of that feeling. They don't have Uh. to be afraid, you know, cause you were talking about people losing these places or losing things to allow them to feel safe allow them to feel comfortable to do their thing and that's that's what you want to create and that's what mm. you want to feel ultimately a person that has anxiety you want to be able to give people another feeling opposite of what you have yeah because on. it makes you feel it helps it helps <laughs> yeah. that's just it's, it's as simple as that and i um yeah and that's a that's a real thing that that i've heard um and that I've experienced in myself of like, I, you know, I don't know this style. Am I good enough to play this style? You know, am I going to go to this jam session or this shed and not be able to keep up? And it's like, honestly, I mean, that who is that really talking to me? Is that myself or is that my brain? You know, like it's be that it's cat. And now, now yeah. you be that cat that tells the next kid that comes in that's afraid and just tell him, be like, yeah. hey, man, thanks for sitting in. Because mm-hmm. just because you did, yo, thanks for playing. Thanks for coming. Come back, man. Come back. Yeah. I mean, it I gets tell you better how many, every the, time. The cats who told me that my first couple gigs, Dr. Lonnie Smith was the first yeah. person to come up to me and be like, <clears throat> and you like one scale. I was like, keep coming, man. Keep coming. You know, wow. and that type of vibe, man, it helps. It feeds you as a person that deals with anxiety, that deals with these things as an overthinker. It mm. helps you because yeah. you start seeing it, how it changes people. Your different attitude and stuff like that it helps yeah it helps absolutely yeah that's 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 huge i think that's that's a really big thing but you know giving yourself that 
giving back is a, the best way. That's a, that's why I call people to say, hey, you know what I mean? Like to say, yeah. Call them and say, hey, man, you're great, and you do. You don't have to wait till an opportunity. You can exactly. just pick up the phone right now, text text somebody, just start texting positive things about all the people around you, and <laughs> it's a tool that helps. And, but again, you know, because um, always got to be careful because they're like, well, you can't just think your way out of anxiety. You know, I'm not saying that. No, no one's ever saying. No one's <laughs> no, saying that yeah. you have the disorder. But I'm saying that there is a, there is like, you know, and then. And, and you have to make sure that you're aware of what's what and, and how to, and even if, but even if you have anxiety disorder, therapists will still give you tools. Tools, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because everybody deserves to not suffer. Of course. Everybody deserves to to find a way to build a toolbox. And look, I'm I, the same way I've been told to build a toolbox of whatever in my playing, you know. Same thing. It's for everything. Same thing. It's mentally. a practice. You know what I was going to say? I was going to say last night, um, we're at a gig, we're at a show. We've been out all, we had a whole wedding all day. We've been going all day. We're like, we're only night in Nashville before we leave. Let's just go out. My boy Hubert Payne, amazing drummer, just pocket all day. Drummer for a little big town. Oh, uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, we're playing um, at Legends, you know, one of those places on Broadway. <clears throat> so we're like, cool, let's go. We'll have a drink. We'll hang out. We were tired. We were having a couple drinks, whatever the case was. You know, we were, it's all good. Was not planning on playing any music. And he texts me from the drum set. I don't know how we do this, but these guys just like can text and play with both <laughs> He's hands. He's got like a third arm. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like I'm yeah. watching him like, I'm still seeing him play, but how's he texting me? <laughs> and he says, hey, man, can you play the next song? Now, listen, I got a drum set right there. There it is. You know? Like, I, oh, I Ludwig Breakbeats kid. Yeah. Quest, Questlove, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I, I play it. I know how to play it. I can do a gig with practice. You know, if I, the gig I know and I do the tunes. But now you're talking about like a top 40 place in Nashville where they're don't mess up that top. Like, hey, that's not the song. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's no, something's wrong about that. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I just, I, and I say, oh, what, what, you got to pee or something? I thought he was kidding. He's like, no, I got an emergency. I uh-huh. think you can take this call. And I was like, all right, yeah, of course. But I felt, I, I didn't feel great. I mean, I was like, pick, first of all, he plays with these logs of drumsticks. <laughs> and I picked them up and I was like, holy cow. Yeah, he's playing arenas. So, you know. Right. And so I'm like, hey, um, so he's like, hey, what do you want to do? I'm like, just something funky, something, something straight, you know, just let's, like, all right, what about superstition? And I've never, I mean, I, maybe I played, I think I played, yeah, we played it maybe at Dr. Good, you know, with one of those Dr. Our Good functions. Shows ever we played it. Right. Um, so he's like, no, I wasn't on drums. No, you weren't. Dr. Good Funk, I was on Oh, drums. yeah, yeah, that's right, that. that's right, that's right. So I was like, okay, I've heard this song. I know the song in the back of my hand. I can't remember the drums. And even on those, I jot down the, like, the, the cue line, you know, what the hits and all that kind of stuff. Right. So he's like, I'm like, fine, let's go. I'm like, all right. And it's like, don't, don't, can't, I'm like, just go. But the idea wasn't that I was going to be. I knew it wasn't going to be like, my God, the man just played super. You see what he just did on Superstition? What? Yeah. He what? got the hi-hat placements. Like, he right. got all the sizzles like, where they needed like, to be. I still don't know, and I'm about to go listen to it. Um, oh, God. Is it, or is it, I still can't remember exactly when that, that hit <laughs> when ends. It so each time I did it different. <laughs> I'm hoping one of them would be it. We laughed but about my it. point is that, like, and, and like, I was, t- I was exhausted. I, of course. We just had an old fashioned or two, yeah. and we, you know what I mean. We were just kind of like, I'm just kind of, I'm sitting here like, oh my goodness, this is like, and I'm just like, don't slow down, don't slow down, don't slow down, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because that the tiredness is what will make me start dragging. So yeah. I'm trying to push, and um, but my point is, not the not it the wasn't burden, very good, but yeah, 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 but it was fine. They were like, yeah. hey man, great pocket. They were super supportive. But what made me feel good was the fact that I was helping my friend, and yeah. it was an honor. I was honestly just super honored. I thought he was yeah. kidding. I'm like, he's never heard me play drum set. I played vibes with him in his band, and but he never heard me play drum set. So for he didn't even know I could even. Yeah, he's literally never heard me get in front of a drum set. <laughs> and so for him to be like, I got it. You're here, and I'm just 
grateful to you, man. Can you come and do it? And I played it, and he was he took care of his business and came back in, and um, it was just, that was the honor. And so just talking about what you're talking about, like it's just service, man. Yeah. The the best way, if possible, to get out of a funk is to be of service. Yeah. There is nothing. There's no higher calling. There's nothing more as selfish as this world, society, social media will 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 lead us to think is the key to happiness and joy. There is no more universal truth, and I will say this with no equivocation, than to serve others to be the highest purpose and the, the best way in order mm-hmm. to bring yourself happiness and joy. Hundred percent. That was beautiful. I mean, I mean, should we end it on that? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. you know, I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you just real quick. I'm glad that you're doing this. Thanks. Man. I'm meeting you now for the first time, and you know, you, you're talking about assessing yourself and finding you know yourself man i say you know look back and listen to these podcasts and realize sure. that you're actually really good at listening to people speak and you're really good at asking questions i appreciate so it take man. that and then do something with it give yourself some positive reinforcement man and, yeah man. i and uh have that push you through you this is great man it's awesome i appreciate it man i'm, I'm really happy you came on drew told me there was uh he's like my sax player's in town i was like does he want to come on he said yup and i said all right send the zoom <laughs> link but uh uh, I, I really, you know, this, this to me, this, what I got going on, it's not like I'm Joe Rogan over here, but you know, I, uh, Joe Rogan wasn't Joe Rogan at first. Well, true. Um, but I, this to me feels like how I'm of service if yeah. we're, if, if, if we're on the same plane yeah, here. For sure. And this is just yes. as much for me as it is for everybody mm-hmm. else in listening. And this, while this is just a, a series within what I'm doing, um, this, this is, this is what I just, sometimes you just do something, you feel it and you immediately react. And that's what that Facebook post was, or this is what that calling out was. And so um, I just, I just hope, I, I hope that this just contributes and is of service like we're talking about. And I really appreciate both of you guys coming on. There's, um, there's just, there's a lot, there was a lot there that I, I myself am going to take and just kind of reflect on. And, um, there's, yeah, I mean, there's, and one day I hope you don't have to wait, you don't have to wait till podcast, you know, you need me on a podcast to hit me up if you need to talk or if you need to, Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. I appreciate that. Just hit us up, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah, man. I uh, one day I think I'm thinking I'm gonna have to fly to Miami. We all meet up on Miami and we just have old fashions and play music. So I, there's know, cheaper but... places than Miami, though. Okay, he can drive. Let's at least go to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> at least go to Fort Myers. Fort Lauderdale, Myers? not Fort, oh, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. We're not. We don't go west Myers. coast. Yeah, we're not doing that. Oh, sorry. Eastside Florida. Okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, just you know South Texas trash, but you know there's that, and then so I'm going to. Hopefully, I want to come see you. Uh, Clauden's play now. He's been hyped up, so he's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna come Clauden see Sachs. Clauden Sachs on Instagram. C L A U D E N S A X. He posts a lot more of his right? playing than I do because he doesn't care about good lighting. He didn't care. He had <laughs> the sounds. I care about like, well, I don't know about that angle. That's that's why I love following Dan Weiss. Um, he just. Just, I'm in my basement playing drums. What do you? What, what, more, what more do you want? Yeah, <laughs> you no, know what I'm I mean. Not, I'm not on that tip. I won't. Be, yeah. Like, but I'll tell you, social media is a heavy source of anxiety. Like yeah. oh, I didn't post today. The algorithm monster. But, oh. So sometimes I gotta get on that. Therapeutically, I'm just like, eh, I'm just not gonna post. Yeah. yeah. But uh, 
All right, boys. Hey, I man. appreciate it. Pleasure, Hopefully man. this audio comes through and that weird little glitch in the middle didn't mess everything up. <laughs> uh, it's, it should be fine. We, we, we've already dealt with those issues before. We're good. The, um, you can follow the Rudimental Podcast uh, on all social media platforms. At the Rudimental Pod, you can follow me at Hartwell Drums. You can follow Drew uh, at It's Not a Xylophone. And you can follow Clauden's at Clauden Sachs. Um, you can listen to the pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. There's like six, six or seven more platforms I've never even heard of, and it's on there. So, um, shout out to Anchor for hosting the podcast, and uh, be on the lookout. Follow the YouTube channel. Uh, it's my personal YouTube, uh, Josh Hartwell, and uh, yeah, that's it for this one. We'll see you next time. <laughs>